Alright, you done waiting at the crossroads for Guns N' Roses? It's one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs, Coma. It's just so... So deep and methodical. Um, welcome again to The Panic Attack. This is Big John. Follow me on, on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. And let's let's delve right in, cheer. So the Supreme Court has been hitting them out of the park the last few days. Started on last Thursday with the uh, decision that the states do not have the right to limit your ability to bear arms. It is expressly written so in the Constitution. Now you got stupid liberals going, well, wait a minute, but how can the day that it's it not up to dictate to... Okay. Stupid liberals saying, how can they say it's up to the states to uh, allow abortion or not, but it's not up to the states to regulate gun control. Well, Clarence Thomas said it best, and he said a lot of things best lately. Clarence Thomas said people today are more worried about their iPhones than they are about the Constitution, or they think more about their iPhones than the Constitution, and he would be right. So, Thursday, we had the uh, overturning of a New York law that said that the government has to you have to give pardon me, the government good reason why you need to carry a gun then on Friday of course they said no the constitution does not specify anything about abortion. So, that decision goes back to the states. The clear difference is the Constitution does not specifically name the right to an abortion as a right. It does specifically name the right to bear arms a right and the Constitution also says that all rights not specifically delegated to the federal government are relegated to the states and the state legislatures that the people elect so the legality of abortion was given back to the hands of the people. It was not outlawed, it was not banned, and the prior court ruling did not make abortion a law, did not make it, it made it legal, I guess you could say, or made it they decided that the states cannot 
legislate abortion, thus making it legal. But the Supreme Court does not make laws or write laws. So today, we had a hearing come down that you can, in fact, pray in public, on public property, specifically uh, on the 50-yard line of a football field, as long as you're not forced to do so by the government. So you can pray to Jesus, you can pray to Jehovah, you can pray to Malachi, uh, Satan, Buddha, Allah, Ali Akbar, uh, me, gay frogs, wherever you want to pray to, you can pray to in public, and the government cannot stop you. Now, there is no separation of church and state in the Constitution. It says we should not declare a national religion, but First Amendment guarantees the right to practice any religion you want. Thus, you have the right to pray in public if you want, and the government cannot stop you from praying on public property. Okay, follow me so far? Good. And I want to ask you, who do we have to thank for all this? You want everyone wants to thank Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Well, no, we have Barack Hussein Obama to thank for this. Because Don Jr. said in a newspaper or magazine article, had Barack Obama not made fun of Donald Trump at all of those White House correspondence dinners that Trump would have not run for president in 2016 and then we would not have gotten these three constitutional decisions like I said first the right to arm bears in public Friday these states are given the right to legislate abortion and today we're given the right to pray publicly as long as we're not being forced to pray in public. All because of this, Barack Hussein Obama and his tacky Donald Trump jokes. Thank you, Barry Satoro, for helping Donald Trump be president and set shit straight for three years. Eh, might as well say four. The COVID year don't count. But here's why Donald Trump ran for president. Thanks, Barry. You did us a favor. You know I'm going to talk about Trump. We weren't just going to stop there. Come on. Although I am a little hurt that he's not here tonight. We had so much fun the last time. 
And it is surprising. You've got a room full of reporters, celebrities, cameras, and he says no. Is this dinner too tacky for the Donald? What could he possibly be doing instead? Is he at home eating a Trump steak? Tweeting out insults to Angela Merkel? What's he doing? The Republican establishment is incredulous that he's their most likely nominee. Incredulous, shocking. They say Donald lacks the foreign policy experience to be president. But in fairness, he has spent years meeting with leaders from around the world. Miss Sweden, Miss Argentina, Miss Azerbaijan. And there's one area where Donald's experience could be invaluable, and that's closing Guantanamo. Because Trump knows a thing or two about running waterfront properties into the ground. All right, that's probably enough. I mean, we, I've got more material. No, no, no. I don't want to spend too much time on the Donald. Following your lead, I want to show some restraint. Because I think we can all agree that from the start, he's gotten the appropriate amount of coverage befitting the seriousness of his candidacy. I hope you all are proud of yourselves. The guy wanted to give his hotel business a boost. And now we're praying that Cleveland makes it through July. So... That last bit, yeah, the media gave Trump a ton of free publicity leading up to the Republican primary. And then, of course, uh, you had rioters, Antifa and Democrat uh, lackeys, professional rioters at Trump rallies. And they were afraid there would be a massive riot in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, at the Republican uh, National Convention where Trump was appointed the presidential nominee. So, anyways, hey, we had three, Trump appointed three constitutional conservative justices, and they just went three for three on upholding the Constitution in regards to gun control, abortion, and prayer on public property. Thanks, Barry. You did us all a favor, buddy. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> Old Barry Satoro. Good job, buddy. <laughs> 